Welcome to Your Life, Your Way, Aging Today with Holden South Center. Your Life, Your Way is a radio show that airs Sunday mornings right here on AM880 KIXI. Sunday mornings at 1030. The podcast version of this is heard across most major platforms. If you or someone in your circle of family and friends is planning for a modern, secure, and lifestyle-driven retirement, please pass along the information you hear during this program. In studio, we're so happy to have your host, Shane Fowler. He's Executive Director of Holden South Center. And together, we're going to be chatting with Jenny Ling, ESQ, of the law offices of the same name. Together, we'll chat about making sure you and your family are taken care of, from estate planning, small business advising, real property investing, and so much more. So please stand by. We'll be right back. Visit Holden South Center today, an all-inclusive premier assisted living and memory care community. Located at 112 Andover East and South Center, just blocks away from the mall. Come see our spacious studios along with our one and two bedrooms. Enjoy luxury resort-style living. Amenities include a theater, club room, full-service salon, rooftop courtyard with views of Mount Rainier, 24-hour on-care staff, and a five-star dining experience. Visit HoldenSouthCenter.com. Your life, your way, our commitment. And as promised, you're back with Your Life, Your Way. Aging Today with Holden Salsitter. In studio, we have Shane and Jenny. Shane and Jenny, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So happy to have you both here. Shane, why don't you kick it off? I know you have a ton of questions because this is a vital topic to your audience. It is. And thanks for joining us, Jenny. Uh, We're going to start off with just getting to know you. Tell us about uh, your story and how you ended up uh, with your own law firm. Yeah. So... In my 20s, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I ended up working for an attorney who gave me my first chance to work at a law office. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the experience there, and so eventually I went off to law school. And um, sort of before around that time, uh, one of my relatives had passed away. His estate ended up in probate court for about three years, and mm. it was just really tough on the family members that were involved. And so as I was pursuing my law studies, um, it really dawned on me that I want to be helping families in this practice area. That transition when a loved one passes away is tough enough already. Right. And then to have family members end up in a lawsuit and fighting in probate court, that's just really the last thing anybody wants to have to deal with. Yeah. Having personal experience is always the, the best because um, you, mm-hmm. you can see the passion for it. So your uh, law office has many different services. Let's talk about that a little bit and then we'll get into the, the major point. Sure. So at our law office, um, we help our clients with the estate planning, of course. Um, And we also assist clients with business matters and real estate matters and also probate. Um, Under real estate, we also help do some landlord-tenant work. And as I was working on the estate planning, I also had a lot of clients who were in the LGBTQ community, Mm -hmm. and they were asking about second-parent adoptions. Um, And so we've started doing those as well. Wow, very cool. Yeah. We are going to talk about mainly estate planning today because it uh, there's a lot of info in that. Can you walk us through from beginning to end? That's going to be the pretty much the whole show today. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start it off. I'm now the power of attorney of my mom or dad, and uh, they have some property, maybe multiple properties, and they have a living will and all of that. Where do I begin? Um, I know um, kind of knowing... What they have is important, mm-hmm. um, but also I don't know the next step. So can you can you tell us about that? Yeah. So um, when we are working on estate planning, it's really two major areas we're helping clients with. Like one is the part where people are trying to address the 
part about what happens when I die, mm-hmm. right? And so that's either done through wills or trusts. Um, and the other part is making sure that our clients have their incapacity planning in place, right? The powers of attorneys. Mm-hmm. And so at our office, we do a general durable power of attorney for financial and legal, mm-hmm. and then a separate healthcare power of attorney. And I separate those out because oftentimes somebody who would want to make financial decisions is very different from the person who they would want to make healthcare decisions. Right. Yes. And I always think that's important, uh, knowing your role and having siblings, most of the time it's siblings, mm-hmm. um, that, that take different roles and are comfortable with that because that, that's super important, definitely down the line of uh, mm-hmm. housing. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And off, a lot of times people might not have family either. And so this is where we're working with clients to help them figure out, well, who are the other trusted people in your life? Who is the other sort of family you've created around you? Mm-hmm. Um, and helping them work through that because, you know, they're oftentimes also very much saying, well, gosh, that's a big ask of somebody. Right. And it and it, it certainly can be. But I think that if somebody is a close friend and they ask, and who wouldn't want to help out their friend? I agree with that. So once you've established kind of the person that's going to be mm-hmm. uh, there next to you while, while you go through this journey, what is the, the next step after that as far as what other tips are there that I would need to know? I think it's important for people to have those conversations mm. with their loved ones. Mm-hmm. We keep an inventory of assets for our clients. And mm-hmm. so that would be helpful if you're saying, hey, you're going to be my financial power of attorney. Mm-hmm. But if somebody doesn't know where the assets are, it's yeah. really difficult to be able to make sure you know payments are being done and, yeah. and things like that. I actually run into that all the time. Like They come to me, they're ready to move into assisted living. And it's like, well, I have to find out where the money is first before we <laughs> make this decision. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, planning that out is very important. I uh, and the reason I, I wanted you on the show is because we want to help people be more proactive yeah. instead of kind of landing in this mm-hmm. position of uh, being a power of attorney and then not knowing anything. So, planning it out sounds like a, a good good yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah, and oftentimes, you know, I think um, when people get their planning documents done. A lot of times it just focus on, okay, who am I listing? But then when it comes to let's have to implement that, right? Again, you know, if you don't know where the assets are, mm-hmm. right? Or sometimes if people haven't had that conversations, you know, on that healthcare directive where mm-hmm. they're saying, hey, what does happen if I'm placed on life support? Right. right? So the healthcare directive document, um, it's also known as a living will. Right. And that's the one where if a person is diagnosed to be in a terminal condition, or a permanently unconscious condition where by the medical professionals, you know, best advice that the person is not going to have a reversal of that condition by staying on life support, Mm, right? That's the document where you let somebody know whether you would want to be kept on life support or taken off. Right. And people probably as they are getting older start having those conversations with their kids. But it's so important to have that documented because – People also may change their minds. Right. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Have you had that happen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've had that happen where, well, we work a lot with the Pulse form, and that's the mm-hmm. Physician's Order for Life Sustaining Treatment. And that is kind of a, a two-pager, just a front and back. And that really helps us when we, we call the medics, right, if there's an emergency. Um, but when I'm talking to uh, families, sometimes they're like, well, I think they would be a D- DNR. And then they look over to their parent like, well, I don't know. 
uh, if I am or not. And then it kind of, and so then I say, hey, it looks like we have to go to doctor, right? And and talk that over because it sounds like they originally didn't want to uh, be resuscitated, but maybe now they do. Yeah. Right. And so I, I do see that or just kind of the unknown. Yeah. yeah. On, all those conversations are very important to have, right? Uh, you know, at the law firms, we can't do the peel, pulse, that's DNR, that's for the physicians. Right. But you know, even when it comes to the health care directive, it's important to let your family members know so that way they can all come together around your decision mm-hmm. instead of people being, uh, you know, everybody having maybe a different opinion. And right. now at a time where you would want them to support each other, people are kind of a little bit adverse with each other. Right. And so in that, the living will, I know you talk about medical decisions. Is there a, a spot in there that talks about, you know, the states as far as um, actual real property and how that's managed when someone is deemed incompetent to make decisions? Yeah. So um, in terms of real property, uh, real property is, you know, real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be in the general durable power of attorney. Okay. And um, in ours, we outline the specific uh things that a person would be able to do with real estate. I know some attorneys have forms where they just say, and they reference, you know, the state statutes. Right. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about um, family members and friends involved that um, were originally uh, a POA and then it it changed? I've heard some kind of nightmare stories where, um, you know, a son thought he was the, the power of attorney, but then a niece uh, started building a relationship um, towards the the end and kind of at the cuffs of of cognitive impairment. And so, have you dealt with that? And how do you um, how does that work when someone comes in kind of later in the game and 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 tries to take that over from someone that has already established it? So that is not a situation I've dealt with a lot yet. Mm. Um, a lot of my clients. Um, are not quite at that stage of life. Okay. Um, and when they are at that stage of life, they are coming in with their kids because yeah. they want the kids to be involved. Um, but I would say if somebody were to find that self in the, find themselves in that situation, mm-hmm. if there is a new power of attorney already in place, mm-hmm. right, then they're not going to have the rights. But if they do think that there's some sort of abuse of power going on, then mm. they need to go talk to an attorney um, or, or make a report about that. Okay. No, that sounds good. You know, we have about three minutes in this segment, and I really liked, Shane, how you phrased being proactive. Mm-hmm. And I loved your answer, too. It just seems to me that this should be done as early as possible and opened as, or as much as you can be to those who are involved in the situation so that everybody understands what's being sort of laid down. Yes. Because as you said, uh, Shane, you never want to be in that situation where they're heading off to the hospital. Right. And that's when yeah. discussions are happening. Yeah. Yeah. Too much, too much emotion. Yeah. Exactly. And I see that more more often. I think folks are getting better at planning. Um, but for a major part of my career, that's that was it. Is I get a hospital visit. Now now I'm uh I'm in. I'm off the bench. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um and but I don't know what position to play. Yeah. Right. That's a great way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> great analogy. And and I think when you say, you know, people should get ready ahead of time and we often get the question, how soon do I need to plan this? Mm-hmm. Right. People come and they're like, well, I'm in my 30s. Do I need to be planning for this? I'm in my, you know, just mid 40s and I don't plan on dying soon. I'm in my late 20s. 
right? right? But the thing is, none of us have a crystal ball to know when things will happen. Um, and at every stage, um, there's some reason to get some sort of estate planning done for sure. Absolutely. If you're just tuning in, thankfully, this, this program is also on podcast and we have a second half coming up. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, love to speak more with you, Jenny, about legal issues and estate planning and all of that. Shane, how about we go to break? We get back and dive right back in. Sounds good. I do want to give out some quick information, though, if you just want to learn more about Holden South Center. Great thing there, old school. Call the number, 206-420-3967. That's 206-420-3967. A real person will answer. Imagine that in this day and age. You can also check out HoldenSouthCenter.com and see their beautiful facility, HoldenSouthCenter.com. And finally, if you'd like to learn more about Jenny and the good work that her and her staff are doing, go to Jenny Ling Law, all together, Jenny, L-I-N-G, Law.com to learn more. We'll be right back. Hope you're enjoying the conversation. Visit Holden South Center today, an all-inclusive premier assisted living and memory care community. Located at 112 Andover East and South Center, just blocks away from the mall. Come see our spacious studios along with our one and two bedrooms. Enjoy luxury resort-style living. Amenities include a theater, club room, full-service salon, rooftop courtyard with views of Mount Rainier, 24-hour on-care staff, and a five-star dining experience. Visit HoldenSouthCenter.com. Your life, your way, our commitment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Way, Aging Today with Holden South Center. This program airs Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. right on AM 880 KIXI. The podcast version is also heard on most all major platforms. So maybe you have someone out of market that has not heard this program on the regular signal and you're thinking, you know what, this is a great subject for them. I'm going to send this off. Simply go to the website at KIXI.com. And you'll see the drop down for podcasts and you can send off the link. So again, if you or someone in your family, uh, a circle of family or friends is planning for a modern, secure and lifestyle driven retirement, please pass along the information about this program. Let's get back to the conversation with Shane Fowler, Executive Director of Holden South Center, and our guest today, Jenny Ling, PLLC of the law offices with the same name. Mm-hmm. Jenny, welcome back. Shane, welcome back. Right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Jenny, I want to emphasize something that you talked about um, before our break, which is uh, you never know uh, what's going to happen in your life. And I talk about this a lot about normal aging and abnormal aging. And what I mean by that is abnormal is be I'm in a car accident and I die mm-hmm. at any age. And normal aging is maybe I'm getting into my 70s, 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing just fine. Um, mm-hmm. some for forgetfulness here and there. Right. But to your point, uh, we need to think about this at all stages. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, estate planning is needed for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, you know, a person that has more financial complexities are gonna, is going to have more complex plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but for instance, you know, people in their 20s, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they haven't grown a lot of assets. Do they really need a will? Probably not. But... Maybe they should get their powers of attorneys in place. So mm-hmm. that way, if something were to happen to them, their parents don't have to go through a guardianship or conservatorship proceeding for their own child. Yeah. Right? We always encourage our clients as their kids are heading off to college, have them come to the office to get the powers of attorneys done so that, you know, when they're away at school in Vermont or wherever else, mm-hmm. 
you have that peace of mind knowing that if something were to happen to your child, you have the legal ability to access medical information, make decisions for your kids, right? Okay. And, and that's no different than clients coming in who are saying, look, my parent lives on Social Security. Mm-hmm. You know, do they really need a will? They live in an apartment. They don't have a house. We're selling their car. I said, well, at that point, you know, if they have Social Security and they, they have a bunch of credit card debt, really no need to do a will. But I would encourage to have a conversation with your parent about getting that power of attorney because they are doing that normal aging and it's getting difficult to remember things or even just simply, hey, I want to, can you get some money for me out of the bank? Right. Right. And so I've been having a lot of those conversations um, with my clients. We do a lot of work with clients with the younger kids, Mm -hmm. but they're kind of that sandwich generation where, okay, we took care of our kids. Now, how do we bring this up with mom and dad? Right. And I think anything that um, parents can do to help empower their children, because really, you know, your kids just want to help you Mm -hmm. and um, making it as easy as possible for them to be able to do that is is going to lessen the stress in their life. And it's actually going to make the care for the parents better, because if they don't have those powers of attorneys, then um, their loved ones would have to go through a guardianship and conservatorship proceeding. And those can take three to six months long. Yeah, I won't make you say it again, but I would love for you to scream that the next time you say, <laughs> um, we're trying to make it easier and your kids are really trying to help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, I deal with this so much. Um, and it's like, I call it the circle of life of, you know, um, you're, you have kids and then um, the aging happens and then kind of at the, the, the roundabout, uh, the, the circle part, the round part, mm-hmm. they're now here for, for you. And yeah. so... Um, Listeners, please uh, listen to Ginny on that one. Uh, (laughs) I'm curious, Shane, uh, you've been in the business of caring for people as they go into their assisted living and their their, um, forever home, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm wondering, have you noticed a difference as you have grown in the industry and met more and more people that kind of the difference of how people perceive doing things like this? Was there, say, a reluctance amongst, say, the greatest generation? But now that we're into boomers in this situation, is there a difference? Yeah, of course, uh, with social media and access to information, Mm. uh, we can say, hey, Siri, can you tell us about uh, taking care of my parent? And then it will come up with something, right? Or even how to be a caregiver, 101, right? (laughs) And you can look that up and try to be a caregiver of your parents before you call home care or go down the line of assisted living. So absolutely, as time goes on and technology keeps going, there's definitely going to be more knowledge when they get to me. That's a great point. But be sure you're not relying 100% on Google stuff. You know, oh, right, yeah. Oh, definitely <laughs> oh, now. Because I can't do that anymore when I'm sick. You know, right. I start Googling my symptoms. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> you need to like, work with an attorney. Yeah, yeah. You're not a, you're not a, you're not a doctor. And, <laughs> right. You go WebMD, I have a stomach ache. Oh, you have a heart attack. <laughs> right. <you know>? What? <laughs> I go from the common cold to I'm, I'm going to check out tomorrow. Right. Well, and that's why, uh, you know, we have this show and we bring mm-hmm. real people on like Jenny and, yep. and, and, yeah. and talk. Uh, and, and so just a quick thing, too, um, since we're sort of giggling about Google. I know there's a lot of places where people can find online forms. Mm -hmm. um, And I've had plenty of clients who've come to me after they've tried doing the online form. And they said, look, it's just had all these questions and we weren't sure we were doing the right thing. And we just really want to have somebody provide guidance. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, estate planning isn't just filling out a form. Um, When we're working with clients on estate planning, we're working on and talking about all sorts of things. 
um, anywhere from the Guardian nomination to the powers of attorneys. Um, we're talking about asset protection. We work with clients on avoiding estate taxes with applicable estate planning. Some people want to create a legacy of wealth. They maybe were the first in their um, in their families to really create some wealth, and they want to have some sort of generational wealth. And mm-hmm. I know sometimes it can feel to some people, oh, generational wealth. That's kind of a maybe a bit of a dirty word. Like you know, you got to mm-hmm. pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. But I think in many ways, when people are creating that wealth for their family. I usually see where people are just saying, look, I still want my kids to be able to stand on their own two feet. Mm-hmm. I just don't want them to have it as hard as I did. Right. No, that that makes sense. And I feel like my generation feels that way. I feel that way. You know, you mentioned tax um, for uh, estate. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that? Um, the Washington state tax, maybe? Yeah. So I think many people aren't aware. Um, we have a state estate tax here in Washington. Um, and our exemption is $2.193 million. Okay. And so if a person owns assets um, that exceed that, right, the assets in their estate exceed $2.193 million at the time of their death, um, then their estate will pay a tax to the state of Washington. Mm. Um, for married couples, if they want to be able to make use of the exemption of both spouses, mm-hmm. then they need to do some basic estate tax planning. Um, and, and by doing that, we're able to help clients uh, pass on up to $4.386 million, so double the Washington exemption. Um, otherwise, for married couples who haven't done that type of planning, then they are just passing on no more than $2.193 million free of Washington estate tax. Hmm. If any of that sounds confusing... Don't worry. Call our office. We'll have a discussion like, about that. It does sound <laughs> yeah, I was just actually. Uh, I was trying to calculate, and it, it didn't go very well in my I, head. I, I think just the, um, the the key takeaway is if if a person thinks that at the time they pass away, there's going to be more than $2.193 million in their estate, mm-hmm. and they are married, then they need to have a conversation with an estate attorney. Very good to know. Uh, you mentioned uh, about forms. How easy is it just to go to your office or call you first, go to your office mm-hmm. and go over forms? Is that a pretty easy process? And Yeah, forming? we usually start with a 15-minute consultation to kind of understand the client's issue and, and see if it really is an estate planning issue. Sometimes people call and it's actually more of a probate issue or guardianship issue, and then we direct them to the right attorneys. Um, we have probate attorneys on staff, but we don't do the adult guardianships, and so we have attorneys we direct them to. Usually from the time that uh, we do that 15-minute phone call, it's usually about three to four weeks before they have an initial consultation, a full, thorough consultation with one of our attorneys for about two hours because mm-hmm. um, we really want to take the time to get to know the clients. I think it's really important um, that clients are working with attorneys who will take the time to understand their situation, understand their finances, understand those relationships with their family. And usually from that time to about, so the time they sign their documents is about five weeks. Okay. Um, so we can do a usually a pretty quick turnaround. And if clients need more than the two hours um, to discuss things, then certainly, you know, we can set appointments accordingly. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I'm just curious, uh, what are some common mistakes or speed bumps that you see with families when they're dealing in the situation of coming up with making sure the will is correct, making sure power of attorney is set? What are some mistakes they make internally as a family? One thing I see a lot is somebody will say, well, I'm going to leave everything to my sister and, and she'll take care of my kids for me. Hmm. Don't ever think leave anything to a relative on the hope and promise that they are going to take care of mm-hmm. your kids for you or take care of your parents for you. Because once you leave it to them, it's their legal money hmm. and they have no obligation to do that. Hmm. 
And so um, that's sort of where we help our clients with um, understanding their goals and helping them craft a way to make sure that those goals come into fruition should the unthinkable happen. I have witnessed when in a death of a family too, people tend to change. Yeah. And there's yes. a lot of emotion involved. It's exactly. not just about the money sometimes. It could be about a very small thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's maybe left to one over another and there's a lot of hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. Can be anyway. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wow, wonderful conversation. Yes. Uh, great guest, Shane. Jenny, what great, great information for the audience. And I really hope they reach out, check out your website and call and learn more if they're in this situation. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Jenny. Shane, any parting thoughts before we give out a little bit of information? Oh, just uh, take care of yourself. Uh, always go on to our podcast and listen. And if you ever... Uh, want some information, please uh, give me a call and ask for us to do um, a, a segment. There you go. And make sure that you always set your dial to AM880 and you listen to this program each and every Sunday morning at 1030. Thanks so much for everybody that's been talking up the podcast and sending them out and subscribing. Those numbers just increase month after month. We really appreciate you as an audience. Learn more about Holden South Center at HoldenSouthCenter.com. Altogether, HoldenSouthCenter.com. Or simply dial 206-420-3967. That's 206-420-3967. Special thanks to Jenny Ling, ESQ, who is of the offices of Jenny Ling. And you can learn more about uh, her practice and her team at JennyLingLaw.com. That's Jenny, L-I-N-G, Law.com. We'll be back with another edition of Your Life, Your Way next week right here on Kixie AM 880, right here at 1030 AM on Sundays. Aging Today with Holden South Center. Please tell your friends and family, if you're looking for that wonderful lifestyle that Holden offers, definitely check out this program or their website, HoldenSouthCenter.com, or simply dial 206-420-3967. Till then, have a great week. Holden South Center today, an all-inclusive premier assisted living and memory care community. Located at 112 Andover East and South Center, just blocks away from the mall. Come see our spacious studios along with our one and two bedrooms. Enjoy luxury resort-style living. Amenities include a theater, club room, full-service salon, rooftop courtyard with views of Mount Rainier, 24-hour on-care staff, and a five-star dining experience. Visit HoldenSouthCenter.com. Your life, your way, our commitment.